0: This is God's servant, Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have in store for us today. We want to receive from you. Lord, the one thing that we cannot do without, we cannot do without this, is your word. We can, we can go without food. We can go without rest. We can go without sleep for a while. but we cannot go without your word. We cannot go without your correction and your instruction, Lord. And today we pray, Lord, that you'll minister to us, Lord. Words of eternal life. Where can we go from your presence? Even as we sang it together in church today, where can we go from your presence, Lord? I love to be with you. We love to be with you, beautiful God. We love to listen to your words and to receive of your instruction, Lord. Minister to us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We've been looking into the Bible, uh, into the Word. Uh, what were we talking about last week? Let me see if you can remember. What topic are we on? Say giving. giving. The Bible calls it the incredible gift, and we were looking at the gift of giving. We've been talking about the seed principle and We've been considering uh, two aspects to the seed principle, one as it applies to your giving and one as it applies to your approach to God's word and we're going to continue a meditation on the gift of giving, amen. We looked into the uh, second epistle to the Corinthian church, chapter 9 and we looked at that passage in which Paul writes, writes to the Corinthian church reminding them and instructing them what all it be? Gather last week. Let me see if you can remember that. Giving is a, it's a ministry. I like that. Giving is a ministry which must be practiced with what? With readiness. Say readiness. Yes. So that the others will boast about you concerning your giving. Yes. Amen. And concerning your preparedness. Say preparedness. Yes. And your zeal. Say zeal. zeal. To give. You must make ministers have confidence in you. Man, this is all gathered from that, that passage that we read. You must have, you must make ministers have confidence in your giving. And give, giving must be practiced with orderly arrangement. Say arrangement. And for giving is a, a promise. It's a promise. Hallelujah. Giving must be, say, bountiful. Giving must be, say, purposeful. Giving must not be affected by covetousness. That's right. Giving must be, say, cheerful. cheerful. Hallelujah. In fact, when we look into God's word, especially the book of Acts, we see how the first century church, say the original church, original church. I like to call the first century church the original church. We are still part of that original church. Amen. We do not trace our tradition back to some man made organization. Our traces are back to the original. original church, the first century church. Hallelujah. And when we look, and, look, at, uh, look into the book of Acts, we see how they practiced this giving. Um, the original first century church, you will see it clearly as you flip through those pages that they had a vision of eternity because of which they held on to the things of this world very loosely. Yes. 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 Man, hallelujah. Huh? Yes. The, it, well, today we talked, spoke about it, the eternal weight of glory. The, thing, the passing pleasures of this world were of less value, which were of... Low regard to them. They held to those things. Their earthly possessions very loosely. I hope you are not holding to your earthly possessions very tightly. You'll only sweat. And stink. Say stink. You'll only sweat and stink if you're holding on to something so closely. Which is of this, of this world. You better hold on to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hold on to Jesus. I, I I would love to make Midu and uh, Midu and Debbie do that dance. Hold on to Jesus, Amen. Hallelujah. The vision of eternity that they had was so obvious, so obvious. When we study the Book of Acts, we see that it was so obvious in the way they lived their lives. They never held on to they never held on to their earthly possessions with such dearness. They all, they were holding on to it very loosely they were, say quick to give. Yes, to give quick to give yes. very quick to give they celebrated their giving yes. they were unashamed of their giving say unashamed. unashamed today we are so ashamed of our giving for all the all the right reasons we are, unash- we are ashamed of our giving but God wants you to be unashamed of your giving yes. hallelujah yes. we have all kinds of uh, notions about giving May the word of God set you free Amen. Amen. concerning this area of your life. Nothing must become more precious to you than Jesus. Amen. Amen. Nothing must become more precious to you than? Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus. You must never have anything. You, you must never find anything too big that it, it is it finds its place above Jesus. You must never find anything too big that, that, that blocks, that's right, that blocks. Today morning you spoke about that. That blocks your vision of Jesus. Nothing must be too big. Nothing must be bigger than Jesus in your life. Now I want to once again repeat something that was mentioned last week. And I believe it is so important for you to understand this: the sign of revival in a church is when you celebrate. When the church celebrates giving, we celebrate teaching on giving. There's so much of receptiveness, on the, there's an eagerness to receive the teaching on giving. Not only that, the church will follow it up with what application by practicing, celebrating giving hallelujah The sign of revival is a church which is In a church where this teaching is sought after It is sought after Amen This is a, this is a recipe for revival is a recipe for revival This is, revival. This is guaranteed Now you can You can be guaranteed about this If a church practices giving If a church celebrates and receives the teaching on giving and starts to practice giving, that's a recipe for revival. You don't have to look further than that. Amen. Uh, You must stop pretending before God. Amen. You must drop your guards before God's word. You must bring down, hold your defense down. Hallelujah. You must... uh, shed your disguise you remember i was telling telling you from their account uh, in the life of jeroboam how many of you know jeroboam yeah you all know jeroboam you can go back and read and you'll find it find him in the in the first book of kings uh, first kings you will see him and jeroboam's son um, fell sick okay i'm just repeating for the sake of those who are not there he fell sick and then he knew that there is this prophet called Ahijah, okay, uh, who, who can tell what's going to happen. This prophet is known for his accuracy in prophecy. And uh, like everybody else, we all want to know what's going to happen. He also wanted to know what's going to happen. So he told his wife to go pretending, disguising, in disguise, to meet with this prophet because the prophet was old uh, he had his eyesight was dim Because he had reached that age of his life Where he was very old To like you know probably quickly Recognize people by vision So he said you go disguise and go And find out what's going to happen to our child So she went But even before she entered And stood before the prophet The prophet said you are Jeroboam's wife And you have come to meet me You know what he said God has sent me to you Who came to whom Jeroboam's wife came to Prophet Ahijah. But the Prophet Ahijah is telling her, I have been sent by God to you with a harsh message. And then he pronounced that word from the Lord. See, the thing is, you cannot approach God's word with disguise. It's not going to profit you. Okay, that's the, the, what I want to underline today. If you're going to stand, sit in the presence of God, hearing God's word, when the ministers of God are ministering to you, or maybe you are being ministered to by the Spirit of God himself in your quiet time, in your private time with God, if you're going to sit with pretense, say pretense. God hates pretense. Amen? If you're going to sit with pretense and you're going to act like, I know it all, that's not going to profit you. So even concerning this, this teaching, when you're being taught, right now you're being taught We are are considering the the seed principle. We've been considering it for the past couple of months now. We've been considering the seed principle. You are being taught the word of God. If you're going to sit before God's word with disguise, it's not going to profit you. The first thing you must decide when you come to listen to God's word, the very first thing is, I'm going to be who I am, truly. And I'm going to... I'm going to make myself bare before my God without any pretense. You're, you must leave your hypocritical coat outside the church. That makeup that you put on which can deceive everybody else but God will not be deceived. No, I'm not. So now, some don't feel like, okay, pastor is talking about me. You must feel like that but I'm not talking about anybody in, in specific but you all must feel that pastor is talking about you. Because I am not speaking, God is speaking to you. Amen. Amen? Uh, this is something, this is not good for us. Are you with me? Yes. This, this attitude is not good in the church. Where there's so much of the teaching of God's word is in plenty. Amen. We are counseling days when, in the Bible, we see days when vision was rare, word of God was very, like, you know, it was very sparse. But now we are in a time and age. We are in the church age where God's word is in plenty. God has sent out his laborers to sow and to teach and to minister. And here we are sitting in the presence of God with all of our pretence and our disguise. It is not going to be of any good to you. You must remember Jeroboam's wife. I think her name is Abijah. Abijah went to Ahijah. You must remember this, this woman. Who tried to, who was advised by her husband, evil, wicked husband, to go in disguise and get some benefit out of God's word? No. What was her intention? To benefit out of God's word. She wanted to know what's lying ahead of her concerning her child. Right? Are you with me? What was her intention? To, to, to benefit out of God's word. But did it benefit her in any way? No. Why? Because first of all, she came to, to the prophet, the man of God, with pretence. You cannot sit in the presence of God. You cannot s- sit under the influence of God's word with your disguise on. This is a word, a strong word for you. Receive it, just receive it. This, this is for you. Ah, Don't look at the other person, it's for you. Right now you think it's not for me, but it's for you. It's for you, yes. I want to repeat that, it's for you. This word is for you. You have to drop your, your guard, your pretence, and your, your defense, and your excuses, and this and that. You might be feeling like, you know, but I'm a good man, I'm a good person, I'm a good Christian. Good Christian, what is a good Christian? I don't know. I'm a good Christian, I practice prayer and word, and this and that. But you cannot, you cannot profit anything out of God's word until and unless you decide to let go of your pride, you decide to let go of your pretense, you decide to let go of your hypocrisy, and be just as you are. No, That's why Jesus said, as a little child. As a little child, do not hinder the little children from coming to me. For the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, belongs to such as this. You must be like that. No pretense. No disguise. This is who I am. Hallelujah. So when you are being taught about giving, do not, do not sit. Do not sit like, I know it. That is a dangerous trait which was found in the scribes and the Pharisees. You remember that? What is a dangerous trait? Jesus himself said, For I say to you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So what was wrong with them? They are the, the scholars of the day. And they had this attitude. We know it. We know the word inside out. We know every word, every syllable in God's word. And that's what they do. They learn in God's word. They, they teach others God's word. But when the word of God came before them and stood before them, they didn't recognize him. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus said. If your righteousness does not exceed that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not by any means enter into the kingdom of heaven. And this is applicable to the church also. The church. This, is a, this is a principle is applicable to the church. If you want to profit out of God's word, you have to... You have to shed the pharisaical yes. attitude. Yes. Cannot act like the scribe of that day. Amen. amen. Can I hear a loud amen for that? Amen. Now, last week, the Spirit of God challenged you to make a big decision concerning giving. Hallelujah. We, we When you're we closing, the, the Spirit of the Lord challenged you to make a I I gave you the time to... Close your eyes to pray and ask the Lord who I can bless and how I can bless that person. And some of you quickly, say quickly, immediately received word from God. God showed them faces. God showed them what to give. And I was so encouraged to hear some some big giving has happened. Some big giving, some expensive gadgets. Giving away of expensive gadgets have happened. Emptying of bank accounts have happened. Emptying, say emptying. There are people who decide to empty their bank accounts and give. As the Spirit of God prompted. And listen to this. Anybody can give. Anybody can give. Even this little boy here, Caleb, he can give. But you need to understand what's giving, first of all. But even he can give. And you cannot, you cannot put yourself in a place and say, how can I give? I don't have anything to give. You're lying. You're lying. Everybody can give. God will give something in your hand to give. Amen. It may not be what is usually celebrated in giving. It may not be the standard of this world. But God will give everybody something to give. Do not miss out on giving by saying, I do not have enough to give. It is a Christian's rightful inheritance. You are blessed to be a blessing. See, what happened? When they decided to um, practice this giving in the church, they, they sold all their possessions, brought it in, and, and, and placed it before the apostles' feet, at the apostles' feet. And then the Bible says, there was none. There was none. One more time. Say, there was None. The sign of a healthy, revived church is what? No theology will teach you this. No Bible college will teach you this. But the sign of a a revived church is this. There'll be none lacking. There'll be none lacking. Think about it. There'll be none lacking in the church. That's who God is. You come to the wellspring of life. You come to the, the one who's the source of all things. And how do you think a person can lack? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not warn. That is Old Testament revelation. Now how much more amplified and how much more greater is that to us Amen. who have come to the, the New Testament reality of things. Yes. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, see, we are talking about inheritance at the camp. It's a Christian's rightful inheritance. Amen. What? To be a blessing. You are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. You are blessed to be a blessing. You know, I've, people have come to me and said, but I don't have anything to give. You're lying. If you can't give money, give your time. If you can't give your time, give, give your shoulder. If you can give your sh- shoulder, give, give your food. Give some space. Give encouragement. Amen. That's where you start. We all have to start somewhere. And if you're all hoping that I want to start by giving um, 10 lakh rupees, that's not how we started. That's not where we start. Start with what you have. That's right. Start with what you have, and there is power in that. It's a principle that you have to learn and apply, amen. And practice on a daily basis. On a, say on a daily basis, not on a yearly once basis daily basis that's right not on an yearly basis but on a daily basis you all have something which you can give no I, i'm see i'm, I'm teaching I'm, I'm i'm still waiting to see an explosion in giving in this church not just into the church account but even between amongst you and of course first and foremost to the church that that must happen because we are teaching you the word of god like uh, the other day, pastors was saying, if we sowed spiritual things in you, is it too much if we reap material things from you? Is it too much? So first of all, you have to see the difference. Okay? There is no comparison. There is no comparison. The problem is, you are stuck with the, the material things. You are not valuing the, the spiritual things. I like what pastors came and told me after that. He was telling me, about he heard it from a man of God that is close to him. He said, we are giving you revelations which are worth crows. Every week. Every week. You are receiving a revelation. If you come for Bible study, you have received revelations revelation which are worth crows. If you come to, for, for church, you are receiving a revelation which are worth crows. Every time you come gather together in, in church, you are receiving a revelation which are worth crows or millions, or billions, or, or zillions. Words of eternal life. So that's why the man of God is asking, if we sowed spiritual things in you, is it too much if you reap? So we, have to, we have to change the way we look at things. Change the way you look at things. You know, start, loosen the grip on those things. Loosen the grip on those things. Loosen the grip on those things. Start to give. See, I would recommend. See, I, I'll tell you how I learned this. Okay? I've walked close with people who have practiced this and I've seen how God sustains them. And then I realized, okay, this works. Then I started to do it myself. I realized, okay, it works for me also. So you have to taste it once. You have to taste it once. If you have truly tasted this gift, you will never stop living by it. <laughs> Hallelujah. How I wish I can, I can show what I have learned. Just what I have learned. Okay, There is so much more in God's word. Just the things that I have learned. How I wish I can teach you everything that I have learned concerning giving. So that your eyes may be open to a new, new way of living. A new way of living. I'll tell you today, the mankind is struggling so much because they can't give. Nations are at war with each other because? The question is, how can I get something? What will I get? What will I get? Before every decision your parents taught you or your system taught you, I don't want to blame the parents. The system taught you, ask yourself this question. What will I get? WWIG. But we will say the other thing. What would Jesus do? But that is just a phrase. Doesn't make any sense for us. But we are following WWIG. What will I get? Come to church, what will I get? Serve in ministry, what will I get? Preach the gospel, what will I get? It's all, always about what will I get? Amen? No, amen. Don't, don't say amen hallelujah let it not be like that the Christmas be what can I give what can I give I like um, this is song, and it's not a song it's not a scriptural or out of scripture song but I love the theme of that song we sing that song during Christmas it's a song called drummer boy okay. a, I like the theme of that song Maybe people will have issues with that song, um, but I think that it's okay, let him be. Um, people have issues, may, can have issues with that song, but the song is very special. It talks about a little boy who came and stood before the king in the manger and he's playing what he can play. What can I give for my king? That's uh, uh, right. It's like a, that song is like a parable. It's like a parable. Exactly. That song is a parable. So your attitude in, in the kingdom must be like that. What can I give? You must wake up in the morning. The first thought in your head must be, how can I bless somebody? You know why? Because you're blessed to be a? Come to terms with that. You're blessed to be a? You know, there is a song that uh, I used to sing when Dammy was small. He'll be sleeping. He'll be like, you know, and I, I, will, I want to wake him up. So when he just is about, just about to wake up, I'll sing this song. I am blessed, I am blessed, every day of my life I am blessed. When I wake up in the morning, when I, as I lay my head to rest, I am blessed, I am blessed. So I used to wake him up to that song. Amen. You start, you start your day with such songs. I am blessed. No, nothing in reverse that. Yes. You might be facing a, a million problems. There will be a hundred questions flying over your head. There might be bills unpaid, this and that. But what to do? The end of it all says, you are blessed. Yes. Say, I am blessed. blessed. Say, every day I am blessed. Every day. every day. So if you are blessed every day, the first thing that you must consider when you open your eyes is this. I am blessed. Number two, how can I bless? Amen. Simple, right? So, see, what will a blessed person do? He will bless others. Is it difficult to understand? The sign of blessedness is the ability to bless. The sign of blessedness is not the big car in your porch. The sign of blessedness is not the, the money in your wallet. The sign of blessedness is not the number of servants in your house. The sign of blessedness is your ability to bless others. Amen. Amen. So in the morning, every morning, you must wake up to the power of being able to bless. Amen. You have the power to bless today, some, somebody today. Amen. Do you know that? You you know that? You might have come to church with an empty wallet. But I want to tell you. I want to tell you you have come with the power to bless somebody. The power to bless. Because you're a blessing. You're called to be a blessing. The blessings of Abraham. What is the blessing of Abraham? He was blessed to be a blessing. And the blessings of Abraham have come to? To the church, to us Amen. Amen Hallelujah You all have something which you can give Something precious, something big Something substantial Okay, let me see if we can get this you, None of you must Let's say you all are practicing giving Okay, because pastor is teaching about giving You want to give And if you decided to give something to somebody And you gave Okay, that's, that's good But do not count yourself as given something till you feel the pinch of having given something. Ah, I like that. Okay, let me try to phrase it differently. Do not consider that you have given something until you have felt the giving. You must feel the giving. You must feel the giving. You must feel the giving, whether it is unto God or unto man. Your giving must be so substantial in your life that it must make you feel that something has left you—the pinch of giving—and still you're about, still you're able to laugh. Now, okay, now I suddenly remember remembering something that passed to Okay, this is some one of his. Uh, Fantasies, okay. There's this is ant. I'm I'm taking a, the story of the ant. This is ant he used to like in Charulkun. It it gives a, a bite. It's a very painful. uh, uh it's a different kind of katrumba. It's only found in correct. Am I am I right? Just correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. There is this katrumba that was found in the, the 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 campsite we used to go, and he used to enjoy the bite of this ant. He used to get a high out of it. Whereas all the rest of others who will get, see the end will flee. But he will, you understand? Your giving must be like that. You feel the pinch of it, but you get a high out of it. Are you getting what I'm saying? That, that's right, God gave like that. Brilliant. God gave like that. He gave his only begotten son. Did he feel the the weight of it? He did. But he felt joyful about it. Amen. God crushed his son. That's right. When you give, you must feel you're emptying yourself. See, that's why I celebrate when people say, I'm going to empty my bank account. I'm going to empty my locker. I'm going to empty my fridge. I'm going to empty my... My wardrobe. Things like that, you know. The best in your wardrobe must go out. That Jesus emptied himself. So these are principles. See, you 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 start you start to taste this. You'll be like that man of God there getting a high. When you do it, must get a high. I've told this before. God loves a cheerful giver. I've told this before. Let me see how many of you remember. The word cheerful is translated from the Greek word, which is also the root word for the word hilarious. The word cheerful is translated from the Greek word, which is also translated, the root word for the word hilarious. So God loves a... Your giving must be so hilarious, so much full of fun, so much full of laughter. You must have fun. You must roll on the ground laughing after you've given something. God loves that kind of giving. Uh, That's right. How many of you have been to Africa? God gave me the privilege. Yes, God gave me the privilege to go to Africa. Um, Pastor Jude and me were together in this trip And we, we went to those, some of these, those churches in Africa And we saw the way they give They will be dancing, They'll They'll, they will dance They will come all the way from the, the, man, the man of God Will be preaching There will be some revelation of God's word being given And you will see some, some people coming up from their chairs Dancing and coming and dropping Their offerings Worship, offertory time or tithe giving time Is major dance dancing today the offer time is the in India it's like this the the least movement that's it but not in Africa but God wants See, look, look at this you have to come to that place where you start to celebrate your giving you must celebrate your giving you must have fun giving you must be able to... The husbands and wives must be able to sit together and laugh. Ha, ha, ha. We gave. Huh? That's right. We gave. I hope husbands and wives can come into agreement concerning giving. Ah, Okay, now, this is something else. How many... If you want help in your marriage, the first thing that you must agree on is in giving. Not unto each other, but unto others. If you can agree on giving unto others your marriage will be sorted. Your marriage will be sorted. I'm telling you from my experience, my experience, we have been married for almost 13 years. In 13 years, we learned this. If we can agree on giving unto others, our life is sorted. Our children are taken care of. Our bills are taken care of. Everything is taken care of. But agree on this. If you are on two different pages concerning giving, you'll always be struggling in your marriage. There will there'll always be disagreement. There will always be disagreement concerning your giving. Amen. Say agree. Agree, agree on giving. Yes. Agree on giving. Do a Bible study to each other if you have to. Yes. Call your wife. Show from God's word. This is what God's word says about giving. Or call your husband aside and show from God's word. This is what God's word says about giving. And teach your children also to give. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You must be able to get a, a high of giving. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read from 2 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 18. Second Samuel two and verse 18. 18 downwards, okay? This is uh, Prophet Gad coming to David. If you can remember, there was this incident in, uh, in the days of David where God sent a plague and I think 70,000 were, were slain uh, because he took the census. But God had, you know, decided that he's going to do it. So, God, so Gad the prophet came to David that day and said to him, Go up, erect an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Arona." the Jebusite. Then David went up in accordance with the word of God, of the word of Gad, just as the Lord had commanded him. And Arona looked down and saw the king and his servants crossing over toward him. So Arona went out and bowed his face to the ground before the king. Then Arona said, why has my, the Lord, my Lord, the king come to the servant, come to his servant? And david said to buy the threshing floor say buy say buy, buy. say it loud say buy. buy, to buy the threshing floor from you in order to build an altar to the lord so that the plague may be withdrawn from the people and arona said then said to david let my lord the king take and offer up offer up what is good in his sight look Here are the oxen for the burnt offering, the threshing sledges and the yokes of the oxen for wood. Everything, O king, Arona gives to the king. Wow. And Arona said to the king, May the Lord your God be favorable to you. However, the king said to Arona, No, but I will certainly buy it from you for a price. For I will not offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God that cost me nothing so david brought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver then david built an altar for the lord altar to the lord and he offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and the lord responded to the prayer for the land and the plague was withdrawn from israel amen worship is not a it's not a see worship is not a free experience Your sacrifice is not something that you offer unto God for. If your worship does not cost you anything, if your service unto God does not cost you anything, there is something wrong. Huh? That's right. The woman who came with the alabaster jar of perfume, it was her savings, lifetime savings. She broke it. Say broke it. She broke her savings. She broke open her savings and poured it out. So there's such an act of worship which cost her so dearly. The people around her couldn't believe that what she's doing is, she thought, they thought she was doing, she's gone insane. What is wrong with this woman? Why is she wasting so much money? This could have been used to for other purposes. Are you with me? Your worship must cost you. It must cost you. Your sacrifice must cost you. Let's look at the scripture one more time. No, but I will certainly buy it from you for a price. For I will not offer burnt offerings to the Lord, my God, that cost me nothing. Aruna was very, very generous. You can take everything. King, you take everything that you want. You can use all these things as your, your own position and worship God. May the Lord you know, grant you favor. David said, no. I don't want to offer anything unto God which does not cost me anything. Your worship must cost you something. Your service must cost you something. Your commitment must cost you something. It must cost you something. Your ministry must cost you something. Hello? I'm talking to somebody here. Your ministry must cost you something. Your commitment must cost you something. It must, it must have a cost. It must have a cost. Not unto others, but unto yourself. You serving God must come with a cost. Now, In in, in economics, there is this word called opportunity cost. What you have forgone to... Huh? To acquire something, that's right, to enjoy something. What do you have? What expense do you have to, what do you have forgone? The, the value of the things that you had to forego for the sake of acquiring something. That's called opportunity cost. That's right, I was about, just about to say that. That's why Jesus said, if anyone wants to serve me, let him first consider the, hello, consider the, now we, we all like the, the frills of ministry. We all like the, the limelight, the lights, the lights and all the dynamics that our good light engineer will do, it, do for us for the sake of making us look good when we are on stage. We all love that. But there's a cost. You must consider the cost of ministry. There's a cost to ministry. I still remember, you know, just before we got married, before we got married, I still remember before we got married, uh, you know, we were being prayed over by our mentor, our spiritual father, and we were being prayed over, and the word that came to her, and she said, God said, God told her, you have to consider the cost, because you're going to get into something that's going to cost you so much. Consider the, cost. consider the cost. I remember how much she responded to that word that day. She went back, sat in the presence of God, and she asked the Lord, how much will it cost me? What all will it cost me for me to serve you? You have to consider the cost. Which king among you or which commander among you will go for war unless he has considered the cost of that war. Otherwise, halfway into the war, he will realize that he does not have enough supply and resources to continue to wage war unto victory. Amen. So there's a cost, a cost. Cost. Your worship will come with a cost. You're coming to Sunday, you're coming to church on a Sunday must have a cost. It, it should cost you something. Maybe your promotion, maybe your goodwill. It must cost you something. Maybe your social connections. Maybe that extra profit that you can make by working on Sunday. Why nobody is responding? Is it because it is too close to your home? Is, is it, am I driving it too close to you? Is that why you are not responding? It must cost you something. You being in ministry must cost you. A high flying carrier maybe. A high flying carrier. It must cost you something. Because you have not started to worship God. You have not started to serve Him. Unless it costs you something. Maybe it costs you your dreams. Maybe it costs you your aspirations, your ambitions. You had plans to do this. But when the word of the Lord came to you. And the call of God came to you. You decided to drop everything. You decided to drop the net. Father's business father's business passed on through generations going well everybody in the town knew that peter was a fisherman but when the master came around and called him he dropped his net and followed him immediately it costed him it costed him something a livelihood Why am I saying this? I don't know. But the Lord is putting in my, tell you, my heart to tell you. Do not offer. Do not offer unto the Lord. Do not offer sacrifice unto the Lord. Do not offer worship unto the Lord. Do not offer ministry unto the Lord. Your God. That cost you nothing. Luke chapter 21. And he looked up. And saw the rich. Say rich. Who looked up? Who looked up? So you must know that when... When the offering is going on Or when your giving is happening He is looking He's is looking What does the Bible say? He looked up Don't think that Jesus is looking like I will not look You can do what you want He looked up And saw the rich putting the gifts Into the treasury And he saw a certain poor widow Putting in two small gifts copper coins he looked up and saw the rich putting the gifts into the treasury and he also saw a certain poor widow putting into small copper coins, two mites and he said, truly I say to you so he's with his disciples, so he's giving them a, a live demonstration truly I say to you this poor widow put in more than all of them What? What? So what what kind of economics is that? What kind of mathematics is that? The rich came by, put their gifts into the treasury, and then this poor widow came and put two copper coins, two mites. And then Jesus is telling his disciples, she put more than all the others. What kind of economics is that? For they all put out of their surplus... For they all out of their surplus put into the offering. Say surplus. It's easy to give out of surplus. For they all out of their surplus. It is very natural to give out of surplus. It is very human to give out of surplus. Very earthly to give out of surplus. For they all out of their surplus put into the offering. But she out of her poverty put in all that she had to live on. So, Jesus knew all that. So, look at this. What did he see? He saw the rich coming and putting gifts. He saw the, the poor widow coming and giving two copper coins. But he does, he, his vision of the rich people, his vision of the widow, went beyond what the others could see. It went beyond what others would calculate and assume, and then he's making the assumption, he's making the, the inference that she put more than the others. You know why? Because they gave out of the surplus. How did Jesus know that? And, he, and he, Jesus said, she gave everything that she had. How did Jesus know that? That's why he's all knowing. He knows what you have left behind. Now when you come to give, To God or when you give to others he knows what you've kept to yourself in your giving now you think all that you can see is the the stash of notes in your hand or the check that you're holding or the the figure that you've entered in your in your mobile app that's what you think God is seeing no he knows what you have left behind what you're keeping what you've kept aside Is all knowing. Is all knowing. Well, that's why the rich people will come like this. I'm not talking of anybody here. Okay, I'm talking about this. What happened that day? Okay, the rich people if they'll come like this. They'll make a uh, like you know a big noise about their coming, and they will like you know with all pomp and pride and show. They will take out all the gifts, the big gifts. They probably will have servants carrying their gifts. Okay, because the others should know that they're coming with so much. Okay, so they'll come with all that and they'll ask the seven, okay, now let me give, give. And they give, heavy, big, say heavy, big, large. But what they don't know is the fact that Jesus is watching and he can see not what he has put, But he can see what you have left behind. So this is very small. Considered to the large you have left behind in your house. Whereas the woman who came with very small. Meekly she came. She doesn't want anybody to, to take notice of her. Meekly she came. Quietly she came. She just slipped through. And very quietly without any noise. Without any. Very quietly. Discreetly. She put those two copper coins. And she just quietly went back hoping that nobody saw it but jesus saw not only really the two copper coins that went in he saw that back at the house there is nothing hallelujah that's right that giving is still resounding it's still challenging the church it's still, I believe this, this woman gave her way, made a name for herself for the rest of eternity. Yes. Amen. With two copper coins. Today what all we'll do? We'll go to any extent to make a name for ourselves. She, all she had was two copper coins. She put it. The right place, the right amount she gave. And today we are talking about this woman. We're talking about her. We are studying her. We are studying her. Nobody, none of us can explain. What is this? Who is she? Who is she? What mindset is that? What heart is that? You must become such an expert in giving. You must spend a considerable amount of your time planning on how you can give. You must be so ready with your gift. That's even when we read that passage, Second Corinthians chapter 9, it's talking about that you will, I, I don't want my boast to, be, to come to nothing. So I'm sending ahead of me my people so that you will be prepared beforehand so that you will be able to honor the, the pledge that you made, previously made promise so that your bountiful and cheerful giving will bring, will come forth for the glory of God. Man, we must apply all those things in our giving. Plan, think, be a very generous person. Now let's look, look back at that scripture that we, there is one who scatters, Proverbs 11. Proverbs 11, 24 and 25, the one, the smooth water scripture. There is one who scatters and yet increases all the more. And there is one who withholds what is justly due and it results only in? In want. One more time. There is one who scatters and it increases all the more. So that the more this person scatters, he is only seeing increase. He is only seeing increase. As you are giving, there is an invisible pipe that is supplying into his, into his storeroom. I told you about, have you ever considered the miracle of feeding the 5,000 From where did the the bread come from? From where did the the, the fishes come from? Is there only five loaves of bread and two fish? But as they were giving and turned back to take, there's more, gave, turned back, more, gave, turned back, more. How? It's like a a huge pipe is, an invisible pipe is connected to heaven. And from heaven's kitchen directly, supply, real-time supply. Amen? That's what is happening. And this is what the scripture is saying. There's one who scatters. And increases all the more. There's one who scatters and increases all the more. And there is one who withholds what is justly due, but it only results in want. We were talking about this the other day, Me and Nisha. We were talking about it. Cisterns which cannot contain water. You're trying to withhold everything, keeping everything for yourself, not being not being generous, not being mindful of the other person's need, not being mindful of the kingdom needs. You're holding, withholding everything. What's happening? After some time, you realize you're spending all those things on worthless things. It results only in want. But the, for the man who has made the Lord his shepherd, he shall not. But the one who withholds what is justly due unto somebody else will be in. Look at that. Who are you following? The shepherd or your own gut feeling? The generous man will be prosperous, the Bible says. And he who waters will himself be watered. Wow. The generous man will be prosperous. Secret to prosperity, be generous. The secret to prosperity is being generous. See, now this is a principle that even the world has applied and have proven. There are people in the world who have become so rich, not because they are like, you know, they have, uh, indulge in corruption or anything but because they have practiced generosity yes. Yes. god why it, 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 it does not say the generous christian man will be prosperous it says gen, the generous the generous, man, yes. the generous man the generous man will be prosperous and he, he who waters will himself be watered it applies to everybody how much more for us christians we must take advantage of this we are taught god's word You are being taught this principle. That's why, you know, like Pastor Jude said, you are being, every week you are being taught revelations which are worth crows. So is it a big thing that we enjoy material things from you? Say, it is not a big thing. Why, why the delay? Hallelujah. The generous man will be prosperous and he who waters will himself be watered. Psalm 112. Praise the Lord. How blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house and his righteousness endures forever. Light arises in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious and compassionate and righteous. It is well with the man who is gracious and lends. He will maintain the cost, his cause in judgment. Yes. He will never be shaken. Yes. The righteous will be remembered forever. Yes. Gee, this, this is, you must understand, generosity is, 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 in, is a part of your righteousness. Yes. Yes. It's a gift in righteousness. Yes. It's a trait in righteousness. He will not fear evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is upheld. He will not fear he looks with satisfaction On his adversaries He has given freely to the poor His righteousness endures forever His horn will be exalted in honor One more time He has given freely to the poor His righteousness endures forever His horn will be exalted in honor The wicked will see it and be vexed He will gnash his teeth and melt away The desire of the wicked will perish. Hallelujah. You are a righteousness of God. You are a righteous person because Christ has made you righteous. Practice righteousness. Allow the righteousness of Christ to be revealed through you. Amen. In the way you give. In your generosity. Amen. In the way you want to bless. Wake up every morning and ask the Lord who I can bless today. Be a channel of his blessings. Then you will realize what a bountiful God we serve. You will be in awe and in worship when you allow yourself to flow in the area of giving. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Did you receive something? You know, I'm waiting to hear testimonies that I've received car. Pastor, thank you for preaching that word. I received a new car. Uh, Thank you for preaching that word. I have received a new laptop. I've received a new house. I've received a... You can fill the blanks. This or that. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 7. But without any dispute, the lesser is blessed by the greater. Amen. That's what, the giver is the, the greater. Secret to greatness. Secret to greatness. Give. Be a giver. Be a giver. Amen. Be a giver, be sensitive to the needs of other people. Be sensitive to what God wants you to give. First Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 onwards. Instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches. Allow that adjective. Say uncertainty. Riches are uncertain. Riches are uncertain. It's a good adjective to you. Go before riches. The uncertainty of riches. But on God who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Fix your hope on God who richly, say richly, supplies all things things to enjoy. enjoy. God wants you to enjoy life. Instruct them to do good. To be rich in good works. To be generous and ready to share. So that's what I'm doing today. Instructing you to be good, to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. Storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is life indeed. God wants you to give you life indeed. Amen. you are you're investing in your future, you will take hold of what is life indeed. Hallelujah. Now I know, I'm certain, I'm certain, I'm so certain that I'm going to see an overflow of riches and wealth in this church. And I'm not going to put my foot back, I'm not going to take my foot off the pedal, I'm going to continue to preach it. Uh, Whether you like it or not, Whether this is going to go viral or not, I'm going to preach this, Amen. I'm ready for it. Because the Lord has told me many, 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 many years back, even before I knew all this, that the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. And I believe in kingdom wealth transfer. And I believe in in one of the signs of the revival, of of the last end time revival will be plenty, say plenty abundance in the church. Amen? Amen? And I am not shaken by what's happening in the economy of this world. I am least bothered. I don't even study that. I study God's word and I know that we are going somewhere. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah, let's give thanks. Thank you, Father, for ministering to us your word. Thank you that this word is taking us somewhere. This word is is taking us where you want us to be. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to make make generous people Amen. out of your disciples you're gonna make people who are gonna be so so wealthy and so rich so blessed not because they have so much but because they have so much to give Amen. they can always give you are the one who make, gives us the power to make wealth i pray lord that you'll bless your people with the power to make wealth not to store it up for themselves but to give Amen. to give and to show forth to the world that we serve a God who is the source of all things. Yes. The God who richly supplies us Amen. all things to enjoy. Amen. And that this will be revealed in and through this church. Amen. Thank you, Father, for what you're going to do. Lord, I pray that you will continue to minister to us, Lord. Show us a revelation, deep revelations on this topic, Lord. We want to learn this. We want to apply this. Amen. We want to live by it. Thank you that are, you're taking us somewhere. Thank you there is a transformation happening. Thank you for the change that is coming. Thank you Lord that we see it, we feel it, we know it. Thank you, Pa. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hello, this is Nisha Dilipkoshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.